again, Brian's the one who helped me get in get into crypto, and uh, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of like content out there of how you got started. So if you want, we can just uh, get right into this week's like topics, um, which is just like the hex explosion that's happening. Uh, if you could talk a little mm-hmm. bit about hex and um, really like where it's at and um, where it started and um, like like right now, I think it's over six pennies. Like, what does that what does that mean? And if you can talk a little bit about hex. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, thanks for the intro. Um, you know, Hex is one of the like when when Daniel and I first got started, um, we, we were doing our like weekly Zoom calls. Um, Hex like continued to be like a repeat topic. That was kind of I think that was right after Hex had its first like move up, um, and then um, you know, but the thing that it had really drawn me into Hex um, from very early on even before it had launched was the whole concept of the long-term stake. Um, because the thing that, that, um, you know, really drew me to Bitcoin, um, was that it, it was something that people, um, you know, wanted to hold, like just hoard, like the whole hodl meme and kind of like the power of like the Satoshi coins that like never moved the power of like, you know, those people you hear about that, that had like a thousand dollars or a thousand Bitcoin, on a laptop that's now in a dump and they, you know, lost it. And so those coins, like they're never for sale. And so just like the power of coins that aren't for sale, um, that, that really, that really resonated with me that like that digital scarcity, which I think is like really the, like the killer application of cryptocurrencies is that they're, they, they can be scarce. You can fully audit the supply. Um, and so, that's 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 really what drew me to hex was understanding that there was this long-term time lock where people would buy the coin stake it um and then when it's staked it can't be sold so when it can't be sold it can't hold the price down so when people want to buy hex and everyone's coins are staked they're gonna have to pay a high price um and so that that's really what drew me to to hex from you know from the start um and then over time, just as Hex has evolved as, you know, not, not, not just as like the financial asset itself, but just like Hex as almost like a brand or almost like an idea, um, just the way that it's really grown, that's been really fascinating, um, you know, where it started as kind of like this niche, um, you know, niche altcoin, um, you know, that Richard Hart was creating. And then it's really grown, you know, like like, the, like a, a, a really like solid community really formed around it. Like people, um, you know, were, you know, like that, that got into Hex, like pe- people get into it, man. Like people yeah, are yeah. really excited. And just like that, that, that like really powerful community, like I, I started seeing it evolve like past just like, you know, like an investment to almost like a, like a way of life that people adopt where like the core premise is all about you know, delaying gratification, um, you know, when you want things done, do it yourself. Um, you know, like not having, not like having expectations of, of any type of benefit from others. Like, like, you know, if you want to improve your life, like do it yourself. Um, you know, just like kind of those like core premises, you know, of hex, um, I think are really powerful. And so just that, you know, over time it's really grown to where it's not just like this, you know, kind of like speculative thing, but it's really like, I, th- I think like has serious staying power. 
Um, you know, and, and that's like not even, you know, like, like part of it is because of the, you know, just like the kind of the ideals that it kind of like, you know, brings you into like, like the long-term stake, like a 15 year stake's a long thing. Um, but then, uh, you know, like the, you know, so like, but the, like the, the stake itself, like locks you in, you know, no one starts, you know, cause like what normally happens is people buy a coin a couple of weeks later, it goes up and they all sell it and they move on to the next thing and they're just like done. Um, and so... so- you, you don't see that type of like quick turnover in, in hex and that's really powerful what do you so these are all those are all power like those are those are positive things like when you tell me that it's like of course i want to be in this this project so how do you like a lot of people talk about hex as being a scam like how, how does how did richard hart sort of gather that that um that persona if you will because what you're telling me is like those are all positive things and then gate has been gate or, or hex has been gate kept, right? So I mean, all this stuff sort of plays 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 into it. But um, what do you what do you think is mm-hmm. at the 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 base of that? Like people going against Richard Hart because what he's doing is it's 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 powerful and it's like for the in, in a lot of ways it's like for the people. Um, you know, I. I I personally grew up in uh, like lower socioeconomic area and like what he's created is completely available to people there. And from like where I'm from to like, it's changing, it's changing lives radically. Right. So what he's doing is like, it's, it's radical, but in a positive way, but he's just gathered this like negative stigma. And I don't know, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that and how it's helped or hurt like the growth yeah yeah so i mean i actually know exactly i know exactly where it comes from oh sorry i i i I couldn't hear you oh yeah so you you went down because the the video um but i i kind of know exactly where it came from um it it came from just haters on the internet like um you know or like in in a lot of his videos from before um before hex was even a, a thought um he was, you know, debate, he was like, you know, kind of in the like internet debate surrounding a, you know, really a monetary policy decision in the Bitcoin network. That was like, you know, way back in the day, this was like before I was even into crypto, there was like a whole, like it used to be called the block size debate. And, you know, like one group of people in the Bitcoin community wanted to keep the block size low to, you know, encourage more scarcity, to encourage a fee market, to make mining more lucrative so that like, as the, um, you know, as the happenings continue to dwindle, the the mining reward that, um, you know, that there that, that there will always be, um, you know, demand for block space and, um, you know, so they, they wanted to like you know enforce scarcity not just in the supply but also in like the throughput, um, you know, they're trying to make it so that Bitcoin was optimized for large, infrequent transactions, not so much for like the small day to day transactions, whereas the other group of people. Um, that were that kind of fell into like the Bitcoin cash and then ultimately like the Bitcoin SV category, they were they were trying to grow and scale Bitcoin by um, just, you know, ma- making the block, you know, like the amount of transactions per block larger. Um, and so there were some old videos of Richard Hart, you know, just kind of like, you know, debating these people, you know, so he had, he had, he had a famous um, live stream with Roger Ver. Um, he had, a, you know, he, he like debated some of these like Bitcoin SV people. Um, and so, you know, he, he was on the side of like the small blocks, you know, enforced scarcity, you know, even in the throughput and, 
um, you know, so that, that just made like, you know, all the people that were into like the big block thing, uh, just, you know, re really, really, really mad at him. And so when he started talking about potentially launching a coin, you know, people were just hating on him. Um, and then, uh, you know, when, when Hex came around, the, um, there was like a, a Reddit post where so, it, it was in a Bitcoin cash Reddit thread where they, they called him a known scammer. Um, and like, you hear that a lot, like, and that like, just like, you know, like false accusation, like really like stuck through because like when you actually but, look at like, do like serious due diligence, like there, there's like no evidence of any type of scammery. Like there, like you, you don't see a single person that like outlines how they scammed them. And in this Reddit thread, it was just like, you know, they had links to like articles from, um, you know, some type of like tabloid in Panama because he lived in Panama for a while, um, you know, where it like it was an article about these people that were robbing people. And if you only read like the Google little snippet, you, you see like American investor Richard Schuler and like something about like robbing people. But when you open the article, you actually learn that he was the one robbed. And so like they're just like these wow. like like random like articles, um, you know, and, and like they threw in pictures of like, I think, fake IDs, you know, which like, you know, how many people had fake IDs in college or like, you know, those could be totally fabricated or, you know, like, like, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, so like they're, 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 they're just kind of throwing together like this grab bag of things to try to like slander. Um, and like for, you know, people that, you know, only have the capacity to like see the headline maybe see a photo um, and read a couple bits, um, you know, maybe like, you know, and, and like first impression is big, you know, those people immediately like just, you know, like, oh, scammer. And, but then like, if you, you know, like actually even like read the, like, you know, that literally just the, the, the shit post that that person put on, on the, on the, on that Bitcoin cash forum after he had kind of, you know, uh, you know, talked down to their, their hero, Roger Ver, um, you know, like it, it, it's just like purely unsubstantiated. Um, and so I think that's actually like, was like the root of it. And like, you see like, like the, the people that like kind of mindlessly hate on Hex, they say like, you know, they'll like, they, they'll say like known scammer, but it's like, okay, then where are the victims? Like, you know, if there's a scam, then like, that's a crime. Like, you know, where's like, where are the victims, you know, where are the charges, um, you know? And so like, you know, it, it becomes clear that it, that it's not. Um, How do you so I think that, you know, it's just like, you know, people's limited ability to like, fully, you know, assess a situation, you know, like, you know, it's, you know, you can't really blame people for, you know, not knowing better or having like the patience or capacity to like understand a situation. But, you know, when, when you know, it, but it all started because Richard was on like one side of this like old political debate in Bitcoin that like no one even cares or thinks about anymore. And that was just kind of where, where that like, uh, where, where people started to slander him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so are, are you surprised with where Hex is at right now? Um, you've been, you've been, you've been following I mean, since before it was a thing. So, yeah, I mean, so the, the first time I ever shilled Hex was to, um, a friend of mine and I shilled it. It was in August of 2019. It launched in December of 2019. So like a full, like, what is that? Like, you know, four or five months before it, it existed. So I'd, I'd been following along real closely, um, you know, because like early in my crypto journey, I was learning from Richard Hart's YouTube videos about, you know, just learning about the markets, you know, just like understanding, 
um, you know, how to assess things, um, and, you know, and, 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 and he's got great entertainment value in, in his, in his <laughs> uh, content. So, you know, I, I was already, you know, like, like always listening to his content. And so, um, you know, I was, I was kind of following along his progression of, you know, where he, like the first idea he had was about like a different type of crypt of mining where the, where the, the computation wasn't just generating the like, you know, random number between two and two to the, or like zero and two to the 256. It was like using the computer power to do like, you know, mathematical modeling that, you know, is useful in certain science applications. Like that was his idea. He was working with some person, but, um, you know, he pivoted the idea to hex because what, what he said was just that that was just too hard. And there, there really wasn't like, a you know, necessarily a market for it. That was like kind of in the, that phase of the previous um, cycle where just kind of like wacky things were like getting funded and getting dreamt up. And so I think that that like useful proof of work that was like, you know, I, I think that he understood that that had kind of like the, you know, like kind of like the, 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 the marketing, like they had a that that maybe that, like maybe he could have told a good narrative around that and gotten, you know, like good traction that way. But what he said was just too hard to execute. And so, um, you know, because in that case, you're building your own blockchain, you're building your own mining thing, you're building your own everything. And so he pivoted the idea to, you know, this like savings product on um, on Ethereum, you know, something that, that like already exists in the real world, like this type of like time lock savings where you're earning interest based on how long you're you've committed to, to locking up your funds. Um, so, you know, he kind of went from doing something that's like entirely novel invention, like, you know, you have to invent everything um, to, you know, a concept that was proven in the real world um, and then building it on a platform like Ethereum, which, you know, had like all like the good developer tooling. It had like the financial ecosystem. It had things like Uniswap. And so, you know, he, like I, I think that's like really good awareness, like as, you know, like an entrepreneur or just like, an, you know, a creator or inventor where like, you know, you, you, you know, you, you try one thing and then you recognize that like, you know, the, the, that it's too difficult. You know, and, you know, instead of just like, you know, continue to just like, you know, beat your head in the sand to like try to like conquer the impossible, you know, you, you take a step back and you, you, you know, find a different route, you know, to the same angle, which really is like, I, I think, you know, the angle, I don't think it was to like do a specific thing. It's really to just like, you know, build, build something that can impact a lot of people. Um, and so, you know, he, like taking a step back and then, you know, approaching something that, you know, you don't have to do like the heavy lifting of like proving something is going to work. Like it already works in the real world and right. you don't have to like build your own like blockchain and tooling because it already exists on Ethereum because of the ICO boom. And so, um, you know, like that, that was, that was kind of, you know, like that, like that storyline really interested in me, you know, just as, you know, like I, you know, I, I, I view him as, as like, you know, one of the top entrepreneurs that's around, you know, he's like one of the top, mm -hmm. um, you know, builders that there is. And, so I, I was following along with that storyline. So I, you know, so I like, it, it's almost like, you know, so then when, when like all that, like kind of FUD came out, when all those people were like, oh, you know, he's a scammer, you know, this is a scam. I'm like, well, no, not really. Like I, I, I'm literally kind of, you know, watching the Telegram chats, watching YouTube videos, seeing what's going on. And, um, you know, like, I, so I was able to kind of navigate like some of that early FUD and then like have like good conviction early on. It, you know, some people, but, but on the, you know, and, and that's kind of what, what's playing into the price now is that, um, you know, a lot of people like you kind of see rumblings about it on Twitter. Um, there, there, there are all these people that were just misled by, you know, haters on the internet, you know, calling, calling someone, you know, calling them a scammer, you know, just really just bearing false witness, like literally like 
it's literally just, you know, people just lying about a person. And the people that listened to that, they had massive losses. The people that didn't listen to that had massive gains. And so like, you know, there, there comes a time where, where like it becomes clear what's actually going on. And so I think a lot of just is like this upward movement is just like all the people that have been watching Hex from the sidelines from early on, you know, just waiting for the, you know, the, the scam to come true. And it's like actually been the opposite of that. And, you know, so, you know, th those people, you know, they, they weren't willing to take the risk when the price was low, um, you know, and it was brand new. And, you know, we didn't have like, you know, now a year and a half, of like really understanding, you know, what, what's going on. You know, they, they weren't willing to take that risk, you know, because they viewed the reward, um, you know, not comparable to the risk. But then now, like, you know, it, as it's played out, it's, it's really kind of like become a lot less risky. Like there's there's not so much this like existential threat or like existential risk in hex, and that's you know kind of become you know kind of become clear. Um, and so I think that that that's that's that I think is one of the big like kind of like macro underlying things that's like really just like helping you know hex continue to grow is that like it got a lot of notoriety, a lot of negative, uh, a lot of negative press, but then now as it's like actually played out, a lot of those people that are introduced to it maybe in a negative light. Um, you know, by now, you know, they, they, they've come around to it. And so they're, you know, they're, they're, they're buying now at the price that it is. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of what, you know, I think that's like a big underlying thing that that's really been driving the price up is just like the, the, the market responding to the, you know, the reality that's just emerged that like, you know, the, the existential risk that people were worried about with hex, um, you know, just hasn't, you know, like that every day that goes by when that, when it doesn't happen, um, you know, a little bit, it, it becomes a little bit less risky. Um, and, and so it's, it's just kind of playing out like that right now. And it's, you know, it's, it's that, that's part of why the price is running. So, so, okay. So that's Hex and right now ETH gas fees are insane. And, uh, he's, he's forking, he's forking ETH creating pulse chain. Can you talk about pulse chain? Um, first off, like when do you think pulse chain is going to be ready? Do you have any, any, any idea? Like when we can, you like, a couple um, months, so a year. I, I really don't know. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I'd say a couple of months. Um, you know, maybe like I, I bet I bet there's a test net that people can start. You know, playing around on probably in like two months. Um, you know, like right now, like just from the the streams and some of the chatter in in the Pulse Chain uh, group. Um, you know, like it, it's still in like a planning phase, like some parts I know, I know that there's developers working on like kind of some of like the, like the core infrastructure, like, you know, the actual, like, you know, like the, the fork of ETH and like maintaining the system state from the ERC twenties. So like all the, all the coins you have on Ethereum, you're now also going to have in pulse, um, you know, so seeing like, you know, so like they're, they're, they're working on some of that stuff and, um, you know, they, they seem to be making some progress, um, but you know, like it, it, it's, it's always impossible to say how long like a software thing is going to take, especially right, when there's right. like new invention going on. Um, and even though it's like, you know, it, it's like playing, it, you know, it's building it upon what Ethereum already is and like what all these other like layer twos and, you know, forks and side chains, it, you know, it's, it's benefiting from all the things that have happened in the past up till now, um, you know, but, it, but it's still like a new, a new thing. And so, and, and these things take time. Um, so, you know, I, I would say it's probably, you know, I, would say like six, to, six months to a year. I think that, that the pulse, um, can, you know, can, can be fully live, but you know, uh, as new information make, you know, comes out, maybe it'll be less time. And, um, and can you, yeah. can you, can you sort of define what like forking, forking ETH even means? Can you help 
define like what is what does that mean yeah yeah so in, in in this context forking eth means copying the code that makes the blockchain work and running it on your own network so they're taking all of just you know like the development that's happened in ethereum up till now and then you know operating that same software on a different network that has different parameters um, and so some one thing i know is that the that there's going the blocks are going to be four times as fast on pulse um, and you know like the 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 pulse coin itself um, you know is going to have you know probably different monetary policy than um, ethereum does like you know ethereum kind of has flexible monetary policy um, you know like you, you you don't really have certainty on future supply um, you know I, I think that i used to overweight that like in 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 like kind of assessing the risk but what i've realized is that the market really doesn't care what the supply of eth is like yeah. like frankly like like the market really doesn't and so um, you know like it but i know pulse is going to have like a different monetary policy than than ethereum and i think that like you know like you know the the benefit of 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 kind of the timing of pulse is that that Richard and, and the people working on it are able to see the things that have worked in other coins mm -hmm. and you can kind of, you know, implement that in, in this. So, um, you know, so, and just like by, you know, forking the code, which means you're just like, you know, taking the stuff that, that's already been tested and proven that works and just running with it. Um, you know, it's like you, it, you, you can make up a lot of ground really quickly. So, how, um, how do you, you know, like forks like that, that's like a core premise of open source. And that's like what, what these blockchains are. They're open source typically. So, okay. So we're, we're, we're moving into a multi-chain world and we're, you know, we're talking, there's all these, uh, I feel like there's a lot of, for somebody who's not used to crypto or this, this industry, um, a lot of the stuff you're saying is it's scary, right? So how do you, how do you convey and I, and I guess maybe like, do, can you convey, um, like, how do you just, because like, how do you simplify that? So it's because a lot of people get lost in the complexities and they try to think about, it's almost like, um, they, they feel like they need to know like all about Bitcoin and like how it works to use it, but like they don't. And that's something that I've, I've learned just through practicing with you. Um, like, I don't know all the, I don't know all these like crazy terms and I, I, I don't know all the stuff, but I'm also able to, I'm able to utilize it. Like I'm able to benefit from it. So I'm curious of like what your thoughts are on that and like how you, how would you convey that to somebody who's maybe afraid of using crypto because they don't understand how it works or like the technicalities. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a, that's a really you know important topic. Um, what it really comes down to is just just getting in the game, you know, like you, you just got to practice like you, um, you don't need to understand just about anything. Like you really don't need to understand a thing. Like the only thing you need to understand is like, you know, how to send the coin and how to receive it. And like then from there, you know, like you're it's it, you, you only need to know like what you're compelled to learn. Like if you're just getting started, you don't need to learn like anything advanced, um, you know, and, um, and, and, you know, you, you just have to be, you know, willing to, you know, and patient enough to, 
um, you know, kind of, you know, just, just do, you know, try a new thing. And, you know, when little issues come up, you know, you have to just like, you know, trust in yourself that you can find an answer on Google. Um, and then, you know, it, it always helps to have people that, you know, to kind of lean into to like help learn um, as well. And, and that's really what I, you know, like when I was getting started crypto, I, I really didn't know anyone that, that could kind of teach me stuff. Um, but then like over time, you know, like, you know, like I, I, I really have learned, you know, like found people that where I've been able to like really learn from. And then like that, that just makes such a big difference. So I really try to do that to people, um, you know, and, and, and that's what's good about crypto is it like, um, you know, because people get so engaged with these things, like no one's like no one starts liking crypto and stops. And so people are like really active, <laughs> like, you know, wh whether it's in, you know, my Telegram chat or like, you know, there's even like hundreds of Telegram chats that you can probably find where if you ask a simple like beginner question on, you know, like how do I set up my Binance Smart Chain wallet? Like you'll probably get like 10 answers in there. And so like, you know, just like, you know, seeking out, um, you know, seeking out help and then, um, you know, just like, you know, just going through the reps and, and really just practicing like that. That's really all, all, all it is. And then, you know, the, the more practice you have, then you start knowing what questions to ask. And then you start knowing like what terms to look for. And even, you know, like, like, you know, you, you really don't need to know everything at the start. Like if well, you're doing stuff in crypto and like there are words that are flying over your head, like, you know, just keep moving. Like you don't really need to know, like, like a lot of times I'll be watching stuff and then literally flying over my head, over my head, over my head. And then like, you know, weeks later, I'll be like doing something and then it'll like become clear what that had meant and I'll go back and then I'll fully understand it and I'll feel like really like comprehensive knowledge over something, you know, but like if, if you like start hearing things that go over your head and then you like freeze up and then like you, you, you shut down and you can't continue to like absorb, then like, you know, you're, you're not going to, you know, not going to move forward, you know, so like even if you're, you know, faced with things that you don't understand at first, um, you know, it's, it's really just about like, you know, patience and just, you know, kind of just letting things fly and then, um, you know, just kind of, you know, you know, learning as you go, because that's really all, all you can do. You're not going to like learn everything up front and then execute it. It's like the execution is the learning. Um, and so that that's kind of, you know, I th I'd say the best way to do it is just to, you know, just to, you know, come up with a goal in mind. Like, say you want to learn how to you want to learn how to buy coins on Binance Smart Chain. You know, so you, you know, first you got to, you know, figure out where to buy the BNB. You know, you got to figure out how to do the wallet. You got to figure out like how to use pancake swap, you know, so like you can, you know, you, you and then you just kind of got to work your way through it. And, um, you know, you don't really need to know much else than, than the things like immediately required to, to do whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, I think, I think that's great. I've definitely had to reevaluate my, uh, uh, not even expectations, but so it's, the gas fees are outrageous, but you know, I think a lot of people that stops and, and there's a lot of times it's like priced me out and I just, I'm like, I'm not going to do this transaction or swap because I'm not going to spend 150 bucks on gas. But at the same time, I think in that same sort of vein, like the other day I spent, I, I spent well over 150 bucks on gas because at the end of the day, like being in and like having hex and, and like being able to hold that hex trumps that 150 or whatever amount like tr it trumps it at the end of the day so it's like I'm, i've had to reestablish expectations and the, uh, my entire like value system on like what it means to have 
money and like how I use it. And it's, it's, it's been sort of crazy. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. The, like you, you just kind of got to factor in the gas as part of the price, you know? And so what that means is like, say, you know, and it, and it impacts smaller transactions more than larger transactions because it's like a flat fee. Like it's a per transaction thing. It's not like if you're doing a million dollars, your fee is one thing. If you're doing $10, it's something else. Like it's truly like a per transaction thing. And so like if, if the gas eats into 10% of your purchase, then what it means is you're just starting like down 10% and like sitting through a 10% dip is nothing like truly like, like, so, you know, it like kind of the cutoff is like how, how I think it, it's fine to approach like the whole gas like thing. Like if you should, should do a transaction or not is like, you know, is that gas fee like as a percent of your purchase, is that like this, like the scale of a potential dip that you could sit through? And if the answer is yes, then like, you know, just do it. So like, you know, like sitting through like a 10% dip, 20% dip, like even a 40% dip, that's nothing. Like, um, and so like that, that's kind of just how you got to view it. Is it like, you know, cause sometimes you do buy it, like even on something that doesn't have fees, like, or like fees like that, like, like Bitcoin, you know, you could buy Bitcoin and then it dumps 20% the next day. Like it happens all the time. And so that's kind of the same thing as, um, you know, if, if you're buying, you know, $500 of hex and then it, it costs a hundred dollars of gas. So now you're down like 20% just for, right off the bat. And that's kind of like the same thing. So it's kind of like you bought and then the price went down, but like in, with the gas thing, at least you know, it's coming. And so you can kind of just like, you know, just frame your like baseline around that. And, and that's just kind of, you know, the cost. And so, you know, so what that means is like, yeah, the price of, of, of hex is six cents. But if people are, you know, spending the six cents per hex to, you know, to buy the coin and then they're spending the additional ETH, actually, you know, maybe that suggests the price is higher. You know, like people are like have so much demand for the coin that they're willing to pay the high gas. And what that really means is that they're really just like paying more for the coin. And so like maybe that suggests that like, you know, the price can go higher because people are already demonstrating they're willing to pay, um, you know, six cents per coin plus big gas. And so, you know, that, that, that's just kind of one way to look at it. And, and maybe that's just like rationalizing it. But I mean, that's kind of what you got to do. Because like, you know, it, like well, it, it's, it's just because, you know, there's so much demand for um, Ethereum that you just got to pay. Well, I, I don't know if it was you or Richard Hart. I don't know if it was in one of your streams. It was one of you two. But uh, basically, the, it was, the quote was, dips are a feature and not a bug. And I feel like, I mean, that's such a, it's such a truth. And I've, I've learned that through, um, just going on this journey with you and through dip catcher. Uh, so, um, I, and I feel like that's, that's an important thing to know because it, it sort of dictates your entire, um, path, your, your entire path forward. If you're consistently worried about a dip, then like, what are you doing versus when a dip comes, you just see it as an opportunity. It's, it's, it's a powerful reframe. Um, yeah, yeah, so definitely. Like the, 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 dip. Oh, sorry, go on. It is my, I think my internet's a little rough. So, um, go, go on. Sorry about that, Brian. Okay, no problem. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess what I was just going to say is that like, um, like I, I think that's like one of the like key differences and like key, like, 
like competitive advantages of crypto versus other like you know what they call regulated markets is that when the regulated markets start taking a tumble they cut trading off and they, they there's true like literally there's there's a group called the president's working group on financial markets they're nicknamed the plunge protection team you know when if prices of the assets that you know that like those people own starts to go down they cut the trading off and like prop the price up um, and so what that does is that exacerbates income inequality because the regular people can't get in at a good price and in many cases like the regular people can't even like participate in these investments at all um, and so like you know there, there's that reality and then there's like you know what, what they try to paint is like too volatile too risky you know where in these crypto assets you know because they're traded so fluidly like the price can really just follow momentum and that that means that you know you can have 60 percent dips like in hex there's been i think like six different 60 percent sell-offs ever and so you know like in in the traditional markets they wouldn't let that happen but you know in these markets um you know what that means is that it, it gives it there's always a new opportunity um, you know, to, you know, to experience some type of good performance. Um, and so that's really, I think the feature in it, in, you know, in, in these coins that, you know, like, you know, where, where they can just like dip, you know, some people, you know, like you can either be like, you know, approach that with fear, like, oh, I don't want to hold the coin and then watch it dip. Even if it only dips for a couple of days, you know, it's like, you know, if they're like that whole, like, you know, panic selling at the bottom, like, you know, that, that people do all the time. Um, you know, like, like you, you, you don't need to do that. And, and the, you know, the, the dips are like that. That's like the best opportunity. Like you don't make money when you sell a coin, you make money when you buy it cheap. Like that's the money to be made. Like if you find a coin that you like, you know, that you, that you really like, really, that you really like that, you know, maybe you want to hold till death, you know, you don't make the money on that when you sell it, you make the money on it when you sell something for it. Like that's the money that you made. And getting the better price, that's like your better performance. Um, and so like the, the, the dips, you know, I mean, that's like the whole premise of, you know, like the dip catcher, like, you know, just like whole, you know, brand and website and really just like kind of like lifestyle is like, you know, when things are going bad, when things are looking tough, like you don't want to like freeze up and quit. Like that's when you want to take action. And, you know, that, I think that's like a really important, you know, thing that applies even beyond crypto, you know, and, you know, where, where like when things are, you know, Things are looking tough, like just change your perspective and then, you know, just like try to make the best of it, um, you know, no matter what, no matter what's happening. Mm, I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, and I, it's sort of, we're coming to an end here and I, I, I just want to finish with uh, you sort of giving us a dip mental. I feel like it's really important that you, you sort of take that on. I love like Richard Hart has pump mentals and I feel like dip catcher needs dip mentals. So if you could leave us with our first dipimental today, that'd be great. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a tough question. Let's see. Um, okay, I mean, so this isn't by, by no means my quote. I don't even know where it came from, but you know, buy when there's blood on the streets, even if it's your own. I'd say, you know, that that's, that, that's something that, you know, I'd like the audience to part with. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Care to unpack that like a little bit or uh, just leave it mysteriously like that? As, yeah. As... Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, like, 
you know, I, I think it, it came from, I, I forgot what, what some like old, old timey investor, like, you know, when all hell breaks loose, like you don't want to be the one selling, you want to be the one buying. Like you want to be, you know, even if like, you know, you're hurting, like even if like all hell broke loose and it impacts you, like you don't want to be like running from that. Like you want to be like seizing the opportunity in that. And so like, you know, that, that's when, you know, like that, cause you know, that, that's when the, like the high gains are made. Like you, you make more money buying at the bottom and going up than you do for like the same distance that price moves, then you do like selling at the top and then like the price going down, like just per, like percentage wise, you, you know, like you, you just, you know, that it's just like better to, for things to go up than to go down. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'd say, you know, that, that's, it, it's just about like, you know, seizing opportunity, even when things look bleak and, you know, like bear markets, like that's when things look bleak. And that's like really when the high performance gains are made, you know, like the on, the onboarding happens in the bull markets. Um, you know, like people, you know, see the prices running, they wish they got in and then they're, you know, they're, they're in there buying. And, and it's like, that's why, like, you know, so many people ask me, like, is it too late to get into Hex? I'm like, you know, no, like, you know, even if the price dips, like after you buy it, like, it's really like now you're in the game, you know, and, and then now, you know, like if there's a dip, then, you know, you can take action. Now you're equipped. And yeah, maybe if you had waited, but like, you know, a lot of people don't want to buy when the price is going down. They only want to buy when the price is going up. And so, you know, like the bull markets are good for onboarding, but like the really strong financial positions are built out when like when everyone forgets about crypto, like literally like, you know, in, in like a bear market when literally no one gives a shit. Like that's when like the, the strong performers are, are, are really, you know, that, that's that's when those strong positions are really formed. I, I, um, I yeah. love it. So so diplomatal number one sees opportunity when things look bleak. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, right. <laughs> um, uh, Brian, this has been cool. great. Thank you. Thank you for jumping on, guys. This is uh, Brian Herrera with uh, Dipcatcher. Go go check it out, dipcatcher.com. Sign up for the Bitcoin and Hex uh, algorithm um, and take take opportunity when the, the dips come. So, um, Brian, I'll, I'll see you again next week. And thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Uh, I stopped the. Rec- can you hear me, Brian? Can you can you still hear me?